Hey, it's Mike here from Music Radio Creative. Just before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free exclusive audio download for you as a podcast listener. If you'd like to claim it, head over now to mrc.fm forward slash play. That's P-L-A-Y, mrc.fm forward slash play and enjoy the episode. Want the exact Adobe Audition multi-track template we use to produce audio at Music Radio Creative? Get it at mrc.fm slash presets. Hi, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative. Welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast, where I'm interviewing power users of Adobe Audition. We'll reminisce back to Cool Edit Pro and take you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC. If you'd like to learn about audio production, everything from vocal effects to radio imaging, commercial production to music mixing, join my next audio production course at mrc.fm slash learn. That's mrc.fm slash l-e-a-r-n learn. Master Adobe Audition. Training, workshops, one-on-one coaching, courses. Head to mrc.fm slash learn. My guest is Mike Dawson. Mike is a professional voiceover talent. He's an audio engineer, a music producer, and a broadcaster. And he's also the producer and voice engineer of a show that you may know, The Adam Carolla Show, a Guinness World Record-holding podcast. Uh, Mike, it is fantastic to have you on the show. That's fantastic to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, before I ask the first question, I would just like to roll uh, some of your voiceover demos, some of the imaging work you've done. Let's have a listen. The life of a DJ can be brutal. Hey, you're listening to The Edge 1039. Grueling four-hour days with only eight smoke breaks in between. Yeah, I'm just going to take five. I'll be right back. Free concerts night after night. Yeah, baby, this is rock! And one DJ does it all for you. 10 a.m. to 1.52. Without a single complaint. That Edge Fest is coming. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Tori Metallica. What Nazi dictator came up with that one? Ooh, you better listen to Metallica. Metallica is not your master. The Edge 1039 believes Metallica should be completely optional. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't have to listen to Metallica at all. So don't tune into The Edge this Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. to hear a full hour of Metallica. And don't tune in to win one of the 30 pairs of tickets we'll be blowing out during that hour to see them live in concert. And whatever you do, don't even think about going to TheEdge1039.com for more details. Mandatory Metallica. I got your mandatory right here, pal. 1077 The End. Discover End Music. This is End Music. Winter X Games 9. This is Radio X. All this week, K-Tide's getting you stoned. Believe me, kids, this stuff is dangerous. With Rolling Stones tickets. Let me level with you. Only dopes use dope. Well, as long as you can count the number of stone songs we play from 9 to 4. This stuff can give you brain damage. Then, when we ask you to call, if you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're so stoned. This week on the we're gonna get you stoned. Oh, hey, uh, thanks a lot. It's tickets to the Staples Center, man. You guys in Mech are gonna wing on over the jam with the stones. This week. What are you people? On dope? On K Tide. Oh, no. 
is amazing. What attitude, Mike. Amazing stuff. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you and how you are using uh, Adobe Audition. Uh, shoot, man. I've been using Adobe Audition since it was Cool Edit Pro uh, back in my early days of radio. Uh, started radio in 1997. And uh, uh, Cool Edit Pro was the first uh, editing software that I ever learned to use. And then, of course, that became Adobe Audition. And it's just, it's always been so damn easy and intuitive uh, to be able to produce on Adobe Audition that I just I just stuck with you guys for 25 years. Wow. Were you there even before multitrack? Yes. Uh, that was interesting. That was interesting because you have to bounce back from one program to another program to another program. It's like uh, recalling those days when they uh, recorded records uh, on tape. Indeed. Wow. So tell me a little bit about um, obviously learning audio production and audio engineering yourself. And in particular, any bits of advice? Is there any one bit of really good audio production advice you've received and you've kind of used as your mantra through the years? Ah. Uh... Man, I would say that the best piece of advice that I ever got in producing audio is making sure that the signal that you're recording, first of all, is as perfect as you can get it. Because when you try to fix things in post, it will never sound as good as it would have if you had just recorded it right in the first place. So that's that's the biggest thing. Um, don't try to fix your mistakes at the end. Try to fix them in the beginning so that you don't run into those mistakes as you're recording. Absolutely. That makes so much sense. And uh, so when you're um, choosing microphones or you're looking to make audio sound good, do you re- are there a lot of factors that you take into account, such as room acoustics? What's, what's the best thing for somebody maybe who's, who's getting started with recording audio? Uh, maybe some advice you could give to somebody who's looking to make it sound good. Is the mic choice important or the, the room acoustics? Mic choice is usually the most important Um, you know, it all comes down to signal flow. So you're dealing with the microphone and then into your preamp and your EQ and your mixer and your cables. It's everything. But for me, microphone is the best because people sound different in different microphones. It's really amazing the quality of voice you get when using a different array of microphones. So, of course, if you have the means, I always recommend trying out three or four mics and seeing what you sound best in. Um, and if you don't have the means, uh, Rode Microphones, they're a sponsor of ours and the Adam Carolla Show. Rode has an incredible uh, array of voiceover microphones. I, I own them all. Um, my favorite, my favorite right now, right now I'm using the NT2000 to record a brand new audiobook. And this mic is really cool because it's it's got your multi uh, multi patterns on the front of the mic. You can go from Omni to figure eight to all of that stuff. But then it's got a, uh, a high pass filter that goes up to 150 uh, hertz and uh, and then a nice not necessarily a boost, uh, but it's a it's a 10 dB dip if you need it um, uh, for attenuation. And it just it's crystal clear. It, it comes through really, really good. I'm excited about this new audiobook. First time I ever used this particular microphone. But uh, I like the NT1A, the NT2A, uh, the NT1. Um, everything from Rode at Rode.com is 
pretty much a solid microphone because, you know, they they essentially hired all of the Neumann engineers when Neumann decided to mess up their manufacturing plan and moved all the Neumann guys down to Australia and said, we want you to build Neumanns for a tenth of the cost. Can you do it? And they said, yeah, we're German. We can do anything. That's an awesome story. Wow. So the uh, the NT2000 is what you use to record audiobooks. I'd imagine uh, it would be quite a challenge and you need to have a lot of time and focus to produce these audiobooks. Um, plus, I mean, like you say, it's about getting the signal as good as you can uh, going in. Uh, so what kind of audiobook projects are you working on? Right now, I'm working on a book called Truck Stop Jesus. It is a uh, fiction uh, novel by a guy named Buck Storm. That's his real name. I love him for that. Buck Storm. His dad was a uh, rodeo guy and a big fan of Buck Owens. So uh, that's how he got his name. But the book is like a modern day romancing the stone. Um uh, a couple of Spanish missionary brothers 300 years ago had two coins that hooked together as one's a cipher, one's a key. And um, there's a treasure at the end and there's a lot of crazy characters. And uh, it's, as I said, it's like romancing the stone. It's a, it's a cool little love story, uh, but with a lot of action and adventure and a ton of different characters with all kinds of different accents. So on this one, uh, I'm really stretching out my um, regional accent dialect uh, as far as it can get. And I'm still waiting to hear what the author thinks about my Boston accent because uh, I'm not too pleased with it. But he might be. It is. It is. The, Bo- the Boston accent is probably one of the most offensive in the world. So even if you get it right, it's not going to sound good. You know what I mean? Everyone from Boston's going to hate me for this, but yeah, for for those of us outside of the area or not familiar with the Boston accent, you have to throw in a little bit, Mike, of your your Boston, just so we can get an idea. Oh God, I got to warm up to it. Uh, Is it like New York? It's completely different from New York uh, in the fact that uh, you got to drop your eyes, you got to kind of talk like this. Um, it's I I oh man it's a little it's a little early for me and I'm I'm usually digging into the audiobook and um and have plenty of time to you know warm up to it but uh it's like uh uh hey you f- you you f- this f- wicked cool I don't know it's not great it's not great and as I said I'm going to wait for buck to get back to me on whether or not I should continue with this uh with this accent, uh, I think it might be okay enough, but we'll see. So there's a hint of Irish roots, definitely in that in that Boston accent. Yeah, yeah for sure. Wow. Yeah, there is a little bit. Truck stop, Jesus, amazing. So, um, that I mean, that sounds like a pretty challenging project. The fact that you're you're putting on different dialects and you're recording uh, possibly for hours on end. But what what would you say, Mike, is one of the most challenging projects you have worked on as a, as a producer or someone in audio? Well, every year for the Adam Carolla show, we produce uh, our best of uh, award show for the year. It's called the Ace Awards. And essentially, we go through um, 330 different shows that we've done and grab all of the highlights from thousands and thousands of hours of content and essentially whittle that all down to the best of the best of the best 
and cut it into a tight 90 to 120 minute presentation. Uh, it takes it takes us uh, quite a few hundred hours and a lot of hands on deck to get all this stuff. Um, but Adobe Audition is a huge, huge part of this because it's just the easiest, the easiest way to highlight and clip and save files. And then especially with the latest versions of Adobe with clip gain and, um, and all the updates that, that have come through. Uh, with Adobe Audition, it is, it, it's gotten much easier to produce this. Now I've tried, uh, one year I tried to produce the, the ACE awards on pro tools. Um, I've tried to do it on other, uh, other programs and I always keep running back to Adobe Audition because it's just the, the easiest and quickest, uh, to be able to use. There are also, you know, a lot of elements to the final production of the show. Just finding the clips is one thing. Uh, but then after that, when you have to piece together uh, these packages, there has to be applause that that sounds like award show applause. Uh, I grab a lot of our award show music. I get it all from ExtremeMusic.com, which is a great resource for royalty-free music. And all of this has to be uh, pieced together in a way that if you are listening inside your cans or on a, a, a stereo pair somewhere, it sounds like you're at an award show, but, uh, no, it's great. You know, a little touch of reverb on the, uh, vocal makes it sound like you're actually, uh, announcing from an auditorium and, and, you know, Adobe audition gives me all of these, uh, together, but you know, that's for me every year, the ACE awards adds up to about 200 hours of work. That's amazing. So yeah, what what a project and what an amazing amount of content that you're you're pulling together there uh, to put together that production. Uh, let's maybe talk a little bit about uh, cataloging and organization. So how are you, have you got any system in place to be able to easily catalog and organize all of this content so that you can easily get back to uh, bits that you think might fit into the award show? Well, everything that we clip out and save fits into a certain category like best reenactment or uh, best impression uh, rant of the year, which is one of uh, our favorites because Adam Carolla does go on several, uh, several incredible rants throughout the year. Um, but all of that stuff pretty much gets saved uh, into its own file, unattenuated. And then as I make edits to it, it gets saved into another file and that's with all the edits. And then finally to another file where it's actually mastered for air. So anytime I need to go back and work with something, I can just dig back into a earlier file and uh, find the unedited or unattenuated piece of audio that I need to use to uh, fill it in. I'd say organization though is probably my weakest point. I know that my workflow would be a lot better if I could just figure out uh, a different, uh, better way to be organized. So if any podcast listeners out there have some uh, have some great ideas on how to uh, better organize your audio, I am all ears because I'm not really good at it. I, I like the fact that you're, you're versioning so that, yeah, you have the original, but then you make some edits and then obviously you add some filters uh, and that's all versioned. So if you need to get back to the, the raw audio, you can you can easily do that. There's nothing worse than having to go back to the original uh, hour and 20 minute file where you pulled 15 minutes of content because 
you you did something wrong with it and now you need to start over. Nothing worse than that. Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. So what is the um, maybe one cool project you'd really like to work on that you haven't told anyone about yet? It's always been my dream to record a symphony orchestra. Um, I'm, I'm deep into classical music. You know, in Los Angeles, I live, I live out here in LA and uh, traffic is pretty much the biggest complaint and the, almost the only complaint of anyone who lives in Los Angeles. And I found about four years back that if I listen to classical music on the radio, it makes the traffic just a little bit easier. You don't care as much. And I think it was when I heard uh, Holst, The Planets, um, which is an incredible work. Um, I believe only six planets are represented. He didn't write anything about Earth or Pluto, whether that's a planet or not anymore. I don't know. But anyway, uh, anybody who's listening and has a uh, inkling to get into classical music, go listen to Holtz, The Planets. And essentially, when I when I listened to that, I thought, oh, oh my God, I know where the oboe is. I can hear where uh, that second violin, I can hear it. I know where it is in the span of the stereo spectrum. Um, and that's just, a, it's just a matter of, of panning and, and, uh, and, and, and gain levels. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And so I've always wanted to, you know, get in front of a full orchestra, mic them up in the places where I think they should be heard in the, um, in the whole, in the whole presentation. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to do that, but that's, that's the one thing that I would love to do is record a symphony orchestra. From what I understand, working with music, I mean, that really takes up a ton of tracks in the multi-track. So I guess you'd be, like you say, you'd be miking up individual, um, instruments and recording all of those tracks and then trying to mix all the tracks to make them sound just, just right. Yeah, you know, in some cases, you'll just put a stereo pair on the string section um, or, uh, you know, a pair of overheads on some percussion. Um, and then you kind of pan those inside each other where you want them. You bust them down to another stereo pair and then you take that stereo pair and you pan it where you want it in the full orchestra. Now, this is just how I'd imagine doing it. You know, as an audio engineer, everyone knows there's there's a million ways from A to B. And as long as B sounds good, it doesn't matter how you got there. So if you think back, Mike, uh, to uh, to growing up and maybe listening to music or your first experience with audio, I'm really curious to know, um, because I guess for most of us uh, working in the audio industry, we're here because we want to be here and because we we enjoy audio and we've we've had a good experience with it. We've, we've listened to something and thought, how do you do that? Or how do you replicate that? For you, Mike, what was it back to your childhood that you're, maybe one of your first memories of audio or listening to something uh, where you had that wow moment and you were like, yeah, this is something I'm interested in. What was it for you? Become a great audio producer. Learn the secrets of creating great sounding audio. Go to mrc.fm slash learn. Well, I grew up on FM radio in the San Francisco Bay Area on a rock station called KRQR, The Rocker which is a brilliant uh, call letter sequence. Um, and, you know, so I grew up on on the Rolling Stones and Grand Funk Railroad and the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and all that stuff. 
But more importantly, when I was driving around in the car with my mom, I listened to the DJs. I always wanted to be a radio jock. Um, and that was since I was you know, six, seven years old. I would be riding around in the car with my mom and a DJ would say something. I would turn down the radio and I'd say what he said, but I'd try to do it better. And my mom was just laughing, going, I, 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 I think I know what you're going to do when you grow up. And fortunately, fortunately, I, I, I was able to, you know, it took a long time to break into radio. But, you know, you get your foot in the door and work your ass off. You eventually climb up through the ladder. Um, but then after that, um, so that that's what made me want to get into uh, radio and be a DJ. Um, I'm. Good friends with Alan Parsons. I love dropping his name. Um, Alan invited me over to his house one day and asked me if I wanted to listen to his original quadraphonic mix of Dark Side of the Moon. And he sat me in his studio and the quadraphonic mix has four speakers all around you. And I remember Alan distinctively saying to me, listen to the clocks. They're traveling around the room and in the quadraphonic mix, they are They're They're going around counterclockwise in a circle. And I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, how do you do this? I want to do this. And, uh, and so then that was a passion for uh, a while until I was actually able to go to audio engineering school. And that's something that was a huge eye opener for me. I mean, it's, it's one thing working with this stuff for, you know, 15 to 20 years and knowing what things do, you know, compressors and gates and things like that. But when you finally learn the science of why it does what it does, it opens a whole new world of audio production. As soon as you understand the science behind it, uh, the landscapes just, open wide up i mean it's it, it's been an amazing run that is super interesting so it's and it's interesting to hear what you said about getting started listening to the radio initially and then working in radio working your way up the ladder so kind of and that's from what i understand how most people in radio they learn audio they learn on the job they learn in a studio uh they're mentored by somebody who who's been there before them but from what you're saying that if you actually go and learn audio engineering itself as a science. So this is something you, you would highly recommend. Oh, absolutely. If, uh, especially if you're, you know, I didn't go back to school until I was 39 years old. And if you're 39 years old and you go back to school and you don't get straight A's, you're doing it wrong. So, um, yeah, as soon as I, I got back into school, you, you take it very, 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 very seriously. And, um, you know, especially if it's if it's if it's a passion of yours, if it's something you really want to do to make a living at, you got to pay attention. You got to learn. You got to figure it out. And um, most of it, you know, I'd say 90 percent of what I've learned, I've just learned by doing. But without that 10 percent of schooling, you know, the whys of the hows. Um, uh, without that, that 90% wouldn't be possible. You know what I mean? 
And was that a passion of yours as well, listening to uh, not only the, the DJs on the radio stations, but uh, were you interested in that imaging side of things and jingles from, from an early age too? I wasn't until I got my first job in radio. And as soon as I was exposed, you know, all I wanted to do is be a DJ before, sit behind a microphone, play records and talk about the music. But as soon as I got my first job in radio and uh, I learned about radio imaging and, and what it is, I, one of my, my early bosses told me, look, it's it kind of a, a, a complicit where you give someone a compliment, but it's really an insult. He said, you know, you're going to make most of your money doing uh, straight voiceover work and imaging. I'm like, why is that? He said, because you're not a really good DJ. <laughs> Um, I ended up proving him wrong. I've been working as a DJ for 20 years, uh, but the real love I have is in the imaging. It's kind of turned away from, from being on the radio and on the microphone and actually creating the imaging and the production and, and, and a a soundscape uh, to identify radio stations. It's a lot of fun. So let's get into now um, some real um, workflows and and features in Audition and maybe even some resources and and gear, even though you've already mentioned some fantastic mics that you're using. Uh, So I'm curious to know when you're using Adobe Audition, there is a great range, a broad spectrum of effects and uh, and shortcuts. But if you had to pick one feature uh, in Adobe Audition that is your feature, your favorite feature, what would that be? Oh man, that is a tough question. Number one, because I'm, I'm almost a basic Adobe audition user. You know, it's usually just voice, um, voice over music, maybe some effects. Uh, we do a, we do a bit on the Adam Carolla show, um, called definitely not a Jew. (laughs) And it's actually a, a praise to the Jewish people. It starts out with a news story saying that, you know, uh, somebody in Alabama robbed a chicken store. Uh, you know, I don't know. And then the close is definitely not a Jew. And, um, uh, essentially saying that there's no way that, uh, uh, a a Jewish person would be caught uh, uh, doing this, this particular crime. Usually it's some white trash something or, or whatever. But anyway, what I've had to do because that, that bit kind of takes place in a stadium. And I apologize if you can hear some clicking outside, I'm in the middle of building a recording studio. And right now I got guys right outside my studio window, uh, finishing up the stucco. So if you hear that, uh, that's them banging on the wall. I asked them to keep it down, but apparently they don't listen to me, but whatever. Um, so I had to find a stadium voice effect and, uh, I, you know, went through the, the effects in audition and I believe I use, uh, an echo effect, uh, that essentially sounds like I'm in a stadium and it's a stadium VO and there's like, it's a, it's a slap back delay, um, you know, like when you're at, I don't know if you've ever been to the Staples Center in Los Angeles, but it is the worst place on earth to see a concert because you hear it twice. Once when it's coming from the stage and once when it's bouncing off the back wall right at you. Um, but that's the kind of, uh, effect I was able to find in Adobe Audition. 
And that one effect I have been using for the last 12 years with Adam Carolla. Uh, other than that, in audiobook production, uh, there is a lot of, uh, I have a hotkey set up in my Adobe Audition. Uh, you know, control S is save, uh, control alt S is save as or something like that. On mine, S means silence. So when I highlight a portion of audio, all I got to do is hit S. Uh, I inserted that key, my that, that hot key myself. And so, you know, simply the most used function for me in Adobe Audition, at least in my program, is the S key just simply to silence audio. Inserting silences, it's, uh, it's something that you need to do a lot, particularly in, uh, in podcast production and, uh, and certain styles of audio production. So S is not set by default, is it? Is that that's something you've set up specifically? That's something I set in specifically. And that's another thing I love about Adobe Audition is you can create your own hotkeys. Create whatever keystrokes you want um, to, to be able to make your workflow go easier. Uh, the next one I am, I need to set up is, uh, I need to make a hotkey for inserting silence. So if I just highlight something and press S, it will just silence that area. But what I need to do next is create a hotkey that say, especially when you're listening to the flow of an audiobook, when you're listening to the flow of conversation, it has its own uh, tempo and you won't need to make it sound as if someone is speaking to you. Uh, sometimes that's a tenth of a second of space. Sometimes that's three tenths of a second of space. Um, you know, sometimes it's a little bit more, but usually it's a tenth to three sec tenths of a second of additional space in between lines in a book. And uh, sometime today, I'm going to set up that hotkey. Uh, so that I can easily insert silence. That's interesting, Mike. So, how much time do you spend post-producing, for instance, an audio book? Do you would you say you spend more time post-producing than you do recording? Does it require a lot? Uh, it's not. It's not an area I'm extremely familiar with. I mean, do you are you re, are you removing or um, turning down the volume on on breaths, or do you try to keep it natural? Be interested to hear how how you're doing that. Well, what I've found is um, most of the time, breath doesn't matter. Audiobooks are not like singing. You know, uh, when you're singing, a breath is important. It, a breath speaks to you. When you're doing an audiobook, unless it's a line of conversation where someone is taking a deep breath or transitioning from, you know, kind of one sentence to another, sometimes I will leave those breaths in. But for the most part, I eliminate all breaths um, because they can be a little bit distracting. And then in post, when you touch them with a compressor, sometimes that breath is just way too loud. And the combination of compressors and gates and, and all that stuff. I mean, a, a gated, compressed vocal track with a breath on it rarely sounds like a regular breath. You know, you'll it, it'll start to hit the gate and then all of a sudden the gate will open and then there's this huge breath compressed and then it all of a sudden just disappears because it's no longer touching the gate. So for me, it's simply easier to eliminate those breaths with the silence key and uh, and move on from there. So 
Breath, not a big part of my audiobooks. Fantastic. Interesting. So uh, we've, we've covered your favorite feature in Adobe Audition. Uh, some good workflows and time-saving shortcuts such as uh, S for silence and, uh, and, and insert silence as well, having an insert silence hotkey. I'm, I'm curious, you mentioned one resource earlier, you mentioned uh, extrememusic.com where you, you grab some royalty-free music and some microphones, but let's talk a little bit more about uh, resources and, and gear you use to create great sounding audio and anything else that you would uh, you would recommend or you've got in your studio you say you're currently right now you're you're working on building a, a studio a new studio setup what kind of gear do you use and, and resources do you like to use i've been using the first generation pre-sonus studio live uh uh analog digital consoles uh they jive wonderfully with adobe audition adobe just recognizes uh that as a daw and um, uh, um, so I use that. I have a uh, I have a Focusrite preamp that I uh, use on another microphone to do all my car commercials and other voiceover that uh, um, to give that a, a beefier radio sound. So I got a I got a Focusrite pre that I've actually had. I've had the same Focusrite preamp for about twelve years. I have never turned it off and it still works beautifully. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the focus right gear. Uh, my studio monitors are the, uh, uh, the event, uh, 2020s. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's a real simple setup for me that a few lava lamps and we're ready to go. Awesome. Wow. I love it. The lava lamps as well. So you, you have the mood, you have the ambiance in your studio as well. You got to have a vibe in your room. Yeah. Love it. Love it. So the Event 20 is the, uh, the pre-sonus. Uh, the Focusrite, uh, do you know the model of that? Is that a Sapphire Pro, a Scarlet or a Claret? I have the Focusrite Trackmaster Pro. Amazing. So, well, it's been a great chat. Uh, we've covered lots of uh, interesting information, I'm sure, for anyone listening uh, who's interested in getting into the space, um, wants to know the right gear or, you know, um, how to get started. There's already some great advice. Um, but maybe, Mike, for somebody who's young and aspiring to get into this space, uh, maybe they're just getting started with Adobe Audition and they'd like to know a little bit more about, you know, how to get started in the industry and uh, looking for some good advice. What would you offer as advice to that young inspired person um, getting ready for a, a lifetime of working in audio, what would you say to them? Well, the best advice I can give is get your foot in the door at a place that produces audio. And anytime you see somebody doing something you do not know how to do, ask them to teach you. You, you need to make yourself uh, invaluable, unfireable, uh, everybody is replaceable, but if you're the guy who knows how to do everything, you're going to be the guy, uh, that gets to keep his job at the end of the day, because you're not a one trick pony. Uh, that's part of why I produce so many, um, so many different, uh, audio mediums. Um, and, and the other thing is, is if you want to do voiceover work, it's it, it's great work if you can get it. It's one of the hardest businesses to break into. It took me 15 years of doing voiceover before I actually started making money doing voiceover. Uh, which, by the way, Mike, you got a great voice. I think you should uh, you should look into uh, some VO work. 
uh, if you're if you're able to. There's a uh, there's always a market for a British accent, especially here in America, because we go we go gaga over that. But um, uh, the the one the one thing I can tell people about voiceover work is get one gig and keep it. And always deliver and always be there for the guy. But, yeah, no, it's difficult getting that one gig. But, you know, whether it's a on hold answering machine service, uh, whether it's just 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 something very, very simple and easy. Just get it, keep it and try to make that one client happy, happy, happy. And then everything will snowball. So you talk about getting the one gig and keeping it. And so pleasing that client. Does that mean that you need to be around at all hours? You need to be flexible to be able to deliver within like, say, you know, 15 minutes, need it tomorrow, need it yesterday kind of thing? That's part of it. Um, Part of the reason why I have kept uh, so many of my voiceover jobs is I can usually deliver a VO file within 20 minutes of it being emailed to me because I'm here at the studio. This is what I do. I'm in this room all day. And, uh, and if you can, if you can turn around, turn things around quick, people are going to come to you because they don't want to wait. Nobody wants to wait for a voiceover file. And the other thing is nobody wants to really cast a voiceover person. It is, it's, it's the worst part of their job. They hate doing it. So when they find somebody who can do the job right and do the job quick, they're never going to look again. That's your job. All you got to do is deliver. That's it. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Well, you've given some really golden advice in the show. Uh, You've got a great and unique voice yourself. And like you say, having different strings to your bow. So, you know, being able to voice it, but also might you produce it and you do the podcast production and you create the audio books as well. Uh, You got me curious about Truck Stop Jesus. I'm going to have to check it out and see what your your varied voice acting is like. (laughs) It'll be out in June and it, it is a fantastic book. I'm about halfway through reading it um the book is going to be about eight and a half hours long but when you're reading out loud into a microphone you got to multiply that time times three so you know it's going to take me uh 24 hours of production time to really get it read correctly because you know if you're reading in your head you can scan through a book in the amount of time it takes to read but if you're reading out loud into a microphone for someone else it's really difficult. Sometimes your tongue gets tired and uh, enunciation is not your best friend. That's interesting. And how can we get it? Is it on Audible? It will be on Audible? All of my books are on Audible and on iTunes. There are several of them out right now. Uh, I have the link to a few of them at my website at dosangeles.com. Awesome. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. So the best place to find you online is at uh, dosangeles.com, did you say? Yes, that's correct. And then across all social media platforms at Dos Angeles and uh, uh, mostly I'm on Twitter. Excellent. Mike, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Mike. Looking forward to doing it again with you sometime. And happy 25th birthday, Adobe Audition. I love you guys. If you want to grab the exact Adobe Audition template I use, head over to mrc.fm slash presets. That's mrc.fm slash presets, and you can grab my Adobe Audition multi-track template there. 
Hey, it's Mike back again. And I just wanted to let you know, as a podcast listener, to go and grab your free exclusive audio download from us here at Music Radio Creative. Just head over to mrc.fm forward slash play. 